Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm really pleased to be joined by Bev Jones on the show today. So a massive welcome to you, Bev. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. That's all right. Look forward to chatting. Good. Uh, Bev is an author, a speaker, and the founder of a business called Awaken. So Bev, for those people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and where your story started? Well, the story started really way back. I, for 30 years, I worked in the corporate um corporate industries if you like um I won't tell you about my whole story because that involves 21 <laughs> house moves in 24 years so we'd be here for a while if I took you through all of those um but yeah it, I mean the, the story of my business and awaken and where I am today and what happened really um started in 2009 when I came out of corporate so I had a 30-year corporate career which I really enjoyed it was great um but then literally ended up um with burnout so in June 2009, I got diagnosed with um, depression, um, clinical depression, severe anxiety, had to come out of work, um, got into a pretty desperate state, really, um, went into debt, lost my job. Everything went a bit belly up, as they say. I hit the, hit the buffers big time. Um, and then I just had to take a year out. My health basically meant that I had to take a year out, which obviously everything else then imploded on top of it um I lost everything lost my relationship my health my um my job just everything due to my health so then I decided in 2010 what I was going to do was to renovate the property I lived in because it had dry rot so that's why I had to move out and I went and got some um help but basically did quite a lot of the renovations myself and got it ready to sell because I couldn't afford to keep it because I had an £800 mortgage. So that was pretty high when you haven't got any money um, coming in. So decided I needed to sell it. So renovated it to do that, but then thought, you know what, I never want to work for an employer ever again. <laughs> I can't be employed ever again. I, th- I think that's becoming more and more common. I mean, you've you talked about burnout there. I mean, I've experienced that myself as well. I'm sure lots of other people have. Uh, do you think that's becoming more common or I don't know I, I'm finding a lot of people leaving uh, the corporate world for those very reasons so mm. I think certainly now it's more common than it was I mean when I 10 years ago when it happened to me or 11 years now um, it was almost like a bit embarrassing to say it had happened do you know what I mean so you didn't really talk about it I didn't really tell anyone I didn't really say anything um, whereas now a lot more people are coming out and talking about it. Yeah. So whether or not it is more prevalent today or is it more people are talking about it and are willing to talk about it today yeah. than they used to. Yeah, you, you're probably right. I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. I think life generally, I think, is uh, possibly at a faster pace than it's ever been. I think as a result of that, then people do burn out. Um, but I think there is hopefully... Uh, a willingness to talk about these things mm. uh, where it hasn't been previously. That's right. I think, you know, certainly I started working with um, Time to Change Wales, which is a mental health organisation, which, you know, I joined as a champion in 2012. Um, and people are more open to talking, more open to listening now, you know, than what they ever were. Um, and there was, it was that kind of, I was embarrassed about it. I was kind of, you know, hid it for quite a while and, and didn't really say a lot. People asked me why I'd left my job. I used to just say, oh, I, I don't know, I, I just wasn't well and I just left. Um, whereas now I'm very open about it and I'm quite open about why it happened and what happened and, and then how it led to the debt and, and everything else that went on around it. Because where I am today, if I can help anybody through what I went through, then that's my major thing, you know, just making sure people are aware of that. Is, do you think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't speak about it because of feeling of shame or, or whatever mm. that might be? Yeah, 
I think so. I think there's still quite a bit of, um, you know, embarrassment about it. Um, maybe not. We're obviously we're in this current situation yeah. with the pandemic, and so that makes it a little bit more different. Um, but even now, you know, I work with people, and I'm finding people are actually still they're like a bit weary of coming out and saying do you know what this pandemic has made me quite anxious yeah. like I don't really want to go out or I don't really understand you know what how that's making me feel so there are still people out there who are quite fearful of talking about their mental health um and unfortunately I think it's good there's going to be more people now due to the pandemic that, that are going to need help so getting people to talk will be a big thing I think uh, I, I totally agree I think uh yeah. When I when we've gone through this period, I think I tend to see it in in thirds, where some people have just carried on more or less as normal, with some mm. adjustments, obviously. Yeah. Uh, others then are, um, shall we say, um, just getting by, uh, and others are really struggling, and that's what I whether that's financially or whether it's uh, mental mentally, uh, mm. but there's definitely a, the people I speak to. That's what I'm finding is that is you know is is a split into three. Um, yeah. Depends what camp that you're in. You could be having if you're in obviously the the, the stressful camp, the worrying camp, then life can be pretty um, pretty daunting at the moment. So it can be, you know. And I mean, on top of everything that I had going on for me, um, was you had the money worries, you had the job worries, you had you know, so a lot of things that were similar now. Yeah. were similar to me but obviously they're a lot more personal back then because yeah. the whole world wasn't going through it back then yeah. whereas I was um so yeah it was quite a big kind of thing but I think hopefully there are more avenues for people to talk about it obviously with celebrities coming out sports yeah. people coming out royalty. Um, royalty coming out there's there's a lot more openness about it um so people aren't feeling so afraid and that they're on their own and you know especially now with people coming out of jobs and everything, my kind of message is, look, it's okay. You know, change happens. I came out of my job as like, I'm never going to work for anybody again and started my business. I've never looked back. Yeah. Now that's not to say that over those 10 years I've been running the business, I don't have stress times because I did. And I, I do, you know, everybody does it. That's life, isn't it? Um, and there have been days when I've thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it all up and go and work in a supermarket on a till because <laughs> it would have been easier way, in my mind, an easier way to earn money. But I know it wouldn't have been easier because I wouldn't have had the freedom that I have today and I wouldn't have been able to make the choices that I make today. Does that make sense? So being self-employed for me has been huge in that way. And then it gives you those options. So I think there's light for anybody who's been made redundant or anybody that's got things going on right now to maybe look at diversifying and, and seeing what they can do with their skills. I think this this period has given people um, the opportunity to reflect on their lives, um, mm. full stop, and that's yeah. both in terms of their career, uh, their personal lives, their, their home lives, and where they want to go uh, from here. Because um, one thing is for sure is that you, if to change, you need to do something about it, and it can be a um, a scary place when you have to make mm. big decisions at this moment Absolutely. things are being forced on people to make decisions however uh, i think if you can grasp this opportunity to think really seriously about where you are what you want out of life it really is a good starting point for the rest mm. of your life yeah i mean there's a great um a great quote by mark twain i'm sure you've heard this one it says you know the two most important days in your life for the day you were born and the day you find out why yeah. Um, and I think maybe a lot of people will start to realize or find out their why at this time. Um, that's what certainly happened to me. You know, my why was very much around I'm on a mission to help everybody as much as I can get through whatever they're going through at any given time, whether that's starting a business or anxieties about going out or whatever. You know, that that was what I wanted to do. And that's why I started the business, really. So tell me more about your weekend, because although we've spoken before, um, I know this has evolved quite a lot uh, recently Mass. as well. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about Awaken? Because there's more than one component part to it, friends. Yeah, there is. Um, when I first started, I started out as life coaching. And people used to say to me, why aren't you just Beverly Jones life coaching? And I said, because Awaken is an umbrella. So it sits as an umbrella over yeah. various elements. Um and I was pleased I've done that now because it's changed a lot. I don't, 
I don't like to call it life coaching. What I do really is it's not for the one to ones. That's quite a wide. It's very wide, it, so. and people, you know, if they see you as a life coach, it's like, oh, you know, can you help me change my life? Well, no, yeah, you have to yeah. do that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's about you doing that. Um, but after I started doing life coaching for a while, I realised that um, actually my first love was business. I'd been in business for 30 years. You don't do something for 30 years and not love it, you know. Certainly you know, I love the business world. I love helping small businesses, large businesses, you know. Um, so I started to diversify, really, because I started doing business mentoring with Business Wales um, and found that I was helping more and more small businesses. So I was volunteering for them. And in 2017, I won the Business Mentor of the World, the Business Wales Excellence in Mentoring Award. Well then, I didn't know that. So I've Is learned it, something yeah. today already. Like so. So there you go. So that's why I then started the Awaken Business Club on the back of that because I thought I need to do something with this. I need to help more people. So I started the Awaken Business Club in 2017, and that's been running for three years. But now that's evolving again into a membership group so that I can then expand that worldwide if it's needed or, or wherever it is where people can then join on a monthly basis and we can have zoom calls because that's the one thing I've learned about lockdown before I mean I didn't like Skype I was like oh I don't want to do Skype but zoom is amazing I love I love zoom you know I'm on zoom's load so I've decided that yeah you know I could actually be helping more people on a, a much wider scale um so that's why I'd really changed it now. It's going to be changed into a membership group. But on the other side of the, the business, then you've got the corporate stuff that I do, which is the company well-being. And that's helping people through anxieties, helping people through emotional resilience, helping people maybe through change, helping people be good to themselves through mindset. It um, It's helped that it kind of helped absenteeism in work and stop the presenteeism and all of that. So that's the other, that's another side of it um and then the third kind of side is events i run events so which obviously have all been cancelled this year so <laughs> i don't run them this year um but i run mind body spirit events workshops that sort of thing um so when people are out out and about and are allowed out and about um i generally run ticketed events um and things like that or exhibitions um where people can come and when i'm not doing that because that's that's kind of the awakened bit if you like um, that's the umbrella that everything sits under. On a personal side, um, I am then Beverly Jones, the author, and Beverly Jones, the speaker. And I always wanted that because if ever I decide to maybe if somebody wants to offer me a couple of million out there for my business, that's fine, they can take it, have it, do whatever with it. Although I am the face of the business, it's a bit difficult to have to pay me. Um, but yeah, there are things there that if I wanted to close that side of it, I can always be the speaker and the author. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, because I so, think it's... You know, semi-retirement wouldn't necessarily need to crap right in for me because I can still write. It's not a problem. I can write till the day I pass off this mortal coil, whatever. Um, and I can still go out and speak to whatever age I, I feel I want to. You know, even if I got to semi-retirement in my 60s, I could still go and do some speaking and everything. And the rest would just be running automatically in the, in the background, as you know. Well, I think that's one of the beauties of um, having so a, a multifaceted business. So you can go down hmm. any different avenue, depending on what, yeah. what uh, events or cycles that we go in through. I think that the way that you've set up your, your various businesses under that umbrella, then mm. I think you've got one, you've got the variety, which is great because oh, there's nothing like uh, a variety to um, yeah. sort of uh, change things up. So you've got that, but you've got each one of those different elements um, can stand alone in their own right. Yeah. And they can they help people in different ways. Do you know what I mean? So in some ways, I'm helping people, if you like, with small businesses. Then I'm helping people in the corporate industries. And then I'm helping people through exhibiting, you know, exhibitions. So you're either a customer at those or you're somebody that comes along and, you know, has a stand at the show. And I help connect you with people. So it's really what I've always wanted to do was help everyone. And yeah. when I started, yeah. people were like, oh, you can't do that. You have to have one niche. And I was like, mm, really? Um, and then I went to a couple of conferences and somebody said, you can have as many niches as you like, as long as you direct the right message to the right niche. Yeah. There's yeah. no point in me talking small business ownership to somebody who works in accounts in a big corporate, unless they want to go out on their own. 
So, you know, it's just different messages, different texts, different ways of writing, different ways of, you know, but the one theme that runs through everything, whether I'm an author, a speaker, well-being coach, business mentor, event organiser, is mental health and anxieties. That's that's the key. So I, I have it. people, that's my thing, that's my tag yeah. that I do, you know. So wherever you are on that spectrum, um, I've been in corporate, I've run a small business for 10 years, I've written books, I speak, I run events. So wherever you are, I can help you with your mental health around that situation. So that's what I do really. I think you've already mentioned it, but with regards to lockdown, we've all now much more adept at using um, conferencing via video. Oh, God, yeah. I think that, you know, whether we did it before, I mean, luckily for me, it wasn't such a big step because I was using it anyway, but nothing to the extent I'm doing it now. No. Um, but apart from probably your physical events, you can do an awful lot, if not most of your other mm. uh, elements um, yeah. via this medium. Yeah, I can. I mean, the Awaken Business Club, like I said, has been running now since 2017. And, uh, it's, we meet once a month. I've got a, some members already, and we meet once a month. It's like a little networking event where we yeah. I support them and they support each other, you know, as well. And that's been going on for three years. But because I've learned how to use Zoom and I've learned what I can do with Zoom, and and I don't mind doing Zoom now, and I'm okay on camera and all that sort of stuff. Um, I now know that I can I can get people into that group for a membership. But I can hold two or three meetings or, or whatever it is a month with people on Zoom. So it doesn't matter if you're in Ireland or America or Scotland or wherever you are, you can be part of that Zoom call. And I didn't realize, you know, that that really was something I could do before. So it has I didn't even think for lockdown of turning it into that sort of group. But now I have it's, you know, it's launching in October. So it's going to be great, really. I think that's the great thing about, uh, again, using this medium is that uh, you now truly have an international business. Yeah. And so there's Absolutely. no barriers um, from that point of view, um, provided yeah. your business works in all different countries and territories, then uh, your audience can uh, be wherever it is yeah. and it can grow massively and very quickly as a result of that. Yeah, I mean, even speaking speaking at conferences do you know what I mean it's not necessary to fly to the states to do that anymore you know you can I mean we used to see didn't we like award ceremonies and stuff where celebrities would come zoom in by link you know but I think that's going to be more and more I think you know that's going to happen for large conferences now and people around the world that if you're holding something you could you don't have to fly if you don't really necessarily need to I think um, I, I think it's going to change. Yeah, I think uh, business will change as a result of that because you don't need to be in the same room. No, uh, whether it's board meetings, whether it's client meetings, uh, you can do this just as effectively uh, via this medium as we are doing this today. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can get to work from home as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, when this finishes, I can go if I want to. I won't because I've got other meetings. But go sit in the garden and have your lunch or, you know, whatever else, can't you? You don't necessarily are not tied to going to the office to do stuff. So, yeah, I think um, makes a huge difference. It has made a huge difference. And And is that... I don't think that's a bad thing either. I mean, you know, Mike, you know, my other half anyway, he's out in farming and, and he's always been doing that. And so for him, he's like, the world was going too fast. It needed to slow down anyway, you know, and I've said this for years, something will happen. And he did, to be fair. However, he can't tell me when it's all going to end, which is a bit of, <laughs> he was so philosophical. You knew it was going to happen. When's it going to stop? Um, but, you know, it's it's true. It was going too fast. Everything was faster, quicker. Yeah. You know, um, and I just got to a point where I just think, no, you know, it's it's got to stop, really. So it feels yeah. if the uh, if uh, the world has been on a dial, has been reset, mm. and uh, I think, as you say, this that is not a bad thing compared to uh, no. where we were before. No, I think we all need to take the opportunity and realize that as well, Tony. I think you know we all have to say, right, we've been given this opportunity, and for me, it's like don't waste it 
don't go back to what you were doing before. Don't go back to where you were, but don't have regrets either. Don't look at it and go in a year's time. I wish I had, you know, I wish I'd learned to bake or I wish I'd yeah. changed yeah. this or, I, you know, I wish I'd taken that time to develop my business in a different way or you know, do it now. This is, this is the time to do it, you know. Uh, I, I think, and we, we talked about this a little earlier, but uh, for me, it's been, whilst it's been, because the nature of what I do, which is to do with obviously uh, money, uh, mm. in essence, then the first part of it was quite stressful, certainly the first four weeks, because uh, the markets were, you know, just plummeted. Yeah. And absolutely. obviously, I feel responsible for clients' money and their investments. And as a result of that, you know, it's very difficult not to take this, uh, if you like, that responsibility personally in terms of mm. if people's money goes down, it really hurts me because I feel responsible. Yeah. Um, but when that sort of peaked over and things started to stabilize, <coughs> excuse me, then uh, it, I think it provided then a window of opportunity to see, look, the world is probably going to change and it's going to change for at least, you know, uh, several months, if not longer. And yeah. I think it's, it's given me certainly an opportunity to think, where am I now? Where do I want to be? What is my ideal life? Yeah, and I think that I've used that opportunity to um, carry out some projects I've been um, trying to do but haven't had the time. Yeah, uh, so they are all underway. It's made me think about uh, you know family life and what's important from that point of view because I work too much. I'm a workaholic, so I work far too much. So I don't know if I'll ever not be one, but it's got to be, I've got to have gaps if like where I reward mm. myself and obviously spend more time with my wife and obviously the, the, the children. Yeah. So that's changed as well. And I'm conscious of that. I've always been conscious of it, but it's head down and uh, yeah. head, if you like. And it's difficult to get off that when things are going well. It is but, hard, you know, yeah. I for me I had that lesson 10 years ago so I'm kind of 10 years ahead of a lot of people um in that you know people will say to me oh, oh we're doing this call we're doing that call and it's at eight o'clock and I'm like oh I don't do evenings <laughs> I will do it but I you know for me I prefer I I finish work around six sometimes seven you know I've got a meeting tonight five till seven yeah um but where I can, I try to have my evenings with Mike or with the children when they're here, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and the same with weekends. If I, you know, if I run an event, obviously I've got to be there on the weekend. That's not a problem. You know, I'm there and, and usually the week before I work evenings to get that together. But the majority of the time, I would say 85% of the time, I work on a nine till six, Monday to Friday. And I'm hoping that with lockdown now, it's proved to me I can do that in four weeks, in four weeks, in four days. So looking to do Monday to Thursday, you know. Um, I, I, so, yeah. No, I agree. I, th I think I've seen the same as that. I think for me, once I've got a few of these projects underway, I've got less input in them. So they more or less taken over. Then I can see myself being able to uh, work uh, quite a lot less hours, if I'm honest, especially if I'm outsourcing, which is yeah. another thing I want to do a lot more of. Uh, yeah. things Because obviously for me, it's uh, I have to give the advice when I'm speaking to clients. Yeah, There's a lot of things in the background that I don't need to do personally. Yeah, uh, I mean, I social media, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Actually, sure you know, I do quite a lot of that. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're very good at it. Very good at it. Um, I employed, I mean, I've got somebody that helps me with my social media. I'm just about to employ the, you know, another company to do some marketing because marketing's even though I work, used to work in a marketing department. I'm great at marketing other people. It's just, I think sometimes it, we're more, it's more difficult to market ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. To go out there and say, buy me, you know, look at, buy me, buy my services, buy, you know, it's quite hard. Um, so I'm kind of handing the reins over to say to somebody else, you go sell me, you go market, do the marketing side because it's not something that, you know, yeah. I'm like you, I do the people side. I love, I miss the social interaction. That's the one thing lockdown has done. Yeah, I miss the social interaction, the meeting up, the networking, the, you know, the, the events, the exhibitions, the conferences. Do you know what I mean? I do miss that. Yeah. Um, but hopefully next year they'll all be back and bigger and better than they were this year. Well, I so. think they will. I think they, I mean, they will change. I think a lot of people still will be hesitant to, to go to these events. But uh, I've actually been to, I was went to one last week and it was done in such a responsible way. Uh, right. You know, real distance, uh, social distancing, all the safety measures. So, 
uh, there wasn't, wasn't a big group um, because obviously they couldn't hold the numbers. Yeah. How many were in the group? There was about 20 of us. Okay. Was so it networking? Uh, it was a workshop. Right, okay. Um, so it was uh, it was two to a desk, but the desk was something like, I don't know, there was at least uh, four feet between each of the, uh, the right. sort of attendees and there was gaps in between as well. So it was done... Um, sensibly, if you like, so they mm. can be done, uh, but they do take some more organizing, I think. So, uh, so we that's depend- it. I mean, I've got my shows, people are asking me, Are they going ahead? <coughs> like, uh, you know, I don't know whether to just knock it this year and say no, and then just start next year. You know, I've got my launch now, my membership stuff, and everything, so I really don't think that running events, I'd rather get that up and running and start to really action that and help people through the business club, and then next year I can take. That that will be automatically running. Yeah. I can then take some time to spend, you know, running the events again and stuff. So. Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right. So I think I mean I I attend because I'm on the um, local personal finance society committee. Right. Okay. Um, so we run events locally, um, and the, the numbers that attend those are usually in excess of 200 people. Wow. Um, so we've decided as um, a professional body to hold those until at least next year yeah. and see what guidance we get from the government. Again, yeah. uh, like a lot of people, uh, a lot of those sessions that we were holding, a lot of it is uh, con- continuous professional development sessions. Right, they okay. are now done online. So it's just another example in theory. Yeah, exactly. They can be done yeah. online and you don't need to attend face-to-face. However, yeah. The part which is missing, which is that networking with your peers. Yeah, of course. And that's you know that's a very enjoyable part of it, and you do learn things you know in between the sessions, lunchtime, you know, beforehand, etc. Exactly. Yeah. Lunch, uh, where you wouldn't, no evenings, you wouldn't that sort of you know, thing. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping they'll be back next year because I do enjoy that sort of side of what I do. Do you know what I mean? I'm a people's person, so you know basically spent lockdown looking after people and doing their shopping because it felt that at least I could do that and have some interactions. I had about 10 households on the go at one point. So yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was all right. If it goes back in second one, I'll do it again. Do you know what I mean? It's not a problem. Well you because you are uh, the business is nice and, and compact if you like, mm. you can you can go down any direction that you want to. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of something I always people used to say to me many years ago, you know, what what's your strategy? And I'd be like, oh, I hate that word strategy, corporate worlds, because I hate anything to do with the corporate world when I started. So it's like, go, no, 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 I don't have a strategy. I just do it. And it's quite bizarre because that just doing it has turned out to be quite strategic. Do you know what I mean? So I probably didn't want to put a word on it, but it was probably quite. I think when you've had the discipline of working in the corporate world, then uh, whether we like yeah. it or not, then you've got that. Yeah, you've got that. Whatever that word mindset. you want to use for it, whether it's strategy, <laughs> whether it's planning, you've got that embedded in you. And it's difficult not to have that because we need a structure. We need a path to follow. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. So, yeah. I mean, on that sort of um, topic, where I mean, I don't know what how you've uh, envisaged your business going forward, but where do you hope to be in five years' time? Um, in five years' time, I hope to have kind of built the membership for the Awaken Business Club up. So it's getting like I take in two intakes a year. So October is the first one, and then March, and then every year it'll be September and March. So I would hope that in five years' time, I've helped like this time now, a hundred to so two hundred, about a thousand people. So I hope within at least five years, I've had at least 5,000 members through that group so that I can then have helped them. For me, um, it's not about, I'm going to say it's not about the money. Of course, it's about the money. We all need to earn money, yeah. right? But for me, it's about how many people I help for that yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know how much a membership is worth per month and per year, but I, it's not about that. You know, it's not about saying to you, right, in five years' time from the Wake and Business Club, I'll have earned 30,000, a million, whatever. It's a how many people have I helped? You know, if I can help more than that, more than 100 a month, then brilliant. So that's that's my one thing is to really grow that and help as many people as I can. The company well-being, I want to be working with more and more corporates um, and doing more speaker slots around that. So that will involve, you know, kind of either doing them by Zoom or actually getting out and about when things go back to normal. Um, and helping people not go where I went 
you know, I, I'm really fortunate through Time to Change Wales and through my own speaking career, I lost count how many people in audiences I've spoken to and told my burnout story to that have said to me, you know, because of you, I went to the doctors, because of you, I seeked help, because of you, I slowed down, because of you, I reevaluated my life. I've lost count of that. And so I just want to continue with that same work, really helping people as much as I can in those bigger companies. Um, and then, yeah, so the business wise, really, it's just more the same, but growing it, you know, kind of, if you like, I like to, I want to do a bit more in PR, I'm writing now for the, lo the local paper, I'd like to be more national, I'd like to maybe have a column in a national magazine or newspaper around wellness. Um, that's a, that's a big dream, really. I've, I've seen some of the uh, posts that you've made where you've been on local radio and... Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been on TV stations as well, but you've certainly been on local radio. So Look, I've done radio. You are, you are getting invited onto these things now. So. Yeah, I do. I mean, I've been doing the newspaper reviews on Radio Wales for about five years. Um, obviously, they've stopped now due to this, but I was doing them up until um, they stopped. So I'll probably re-engage re in that. Um, and as a result of that, would get called in if they had debates or conversations. I did have my own radio show at one point for a community radio. I'd like to rethink and redo that because the more time I have, the more, you know, that's voluntary. So I'd like to kind of maybe get a radio show back up and running again. Certainly like to be the kind of go-to expert, which I am locally. People, you know, the local papers will give me a call if they're doing something around mental health or anxiety or growing or starting businesses they will come to me you know they ring me up and say oh, have you got can you comment on this or can you write us an article on that so I do that but I want it to be a more national thing okay. really um and that's not about getting unknown that's not about you know it's about I think the more I'm out there the more people I can help that that's my big thing I feel exactly the same way obviously we we help people in different ways mm. uh but I think if um if you try to help as many people as you can then by the very nature of doing that, then you're also helping yourself. Yeah. Because one, you have a, a purpose, you yeah. love what you do. So it's, uh, to some extent, it's feeding you to do more and more and more. Yeah. Um, I think you shared on uh, one of your Facebook posts, was it Friday or this? I think it was Friday, but what have you achieved this week? Yeah. And I yeah. think I give my example where, you know, I've helped somebody to retire. And mm. for me, um, that feeling when somebody has that big, massive smile on their face, where they realise they can afford to retire and live off you know, a, a good life, mm, is really uh, rewarding. So yeah. you know, that, it is, that keeps me going. So yeah, and you then that feeds you to want the next one, doesn't it? Yeah. And the next yeah. person, you know, and that's when people come to me and say about being part of the, the club, you know, the business club, even the free Facebook group, as you know, you know, you're part of my free Facebook group. You know, I get comments from that saying, oh, it's a really nice group and it's friendly and people and I've connected loads of people through that. Yesterday in the office, somebody sent me through. I don't know if you saw my video yesterday. I did a live around kindness. Oh, yeah, this lady, I literally, through that group, connected people. Somebody wanted to know about Instagram. I connected her with a, an Instagram expert, somebody that I know does courses and is brilliant on ex Instagram. They've connected. They started working together. So yesterday, this lady sent me this amazing box of chocolates and notebook and just a thank you card. It's lovely, you know. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure that made you a day, so. It did, yeah. I was like, oh, how lovely is that? Because I don't do it to, for expectation. You know, I never expect any of that. Um, but it was such a lovely gift and just a lovely thought, really. And, and that's what I like to do. I just love to connect people, love to share things, love to help in whatever way I can. So, yeah. I, I, th I, I, I think it's the best approach. I think, you know, we have an opportunity to, uh, in both our different professions, to help an awful lot of people. And I yeah. think that uh, if you know if you're doing it for the right reasons, this is not about money. But as you say, money is obviously important because we all need to live. Um, but yeah. I think if you're doing this for the right reasons to help as many people as you can, then life can be very, very good. So. Yeah, and it's more rewarding, isn't it? You know, I think that the more people you can help, the more people you get to help sort of thing because word spreads and, you know, and then people ring or get in touch or whatever. So... For me, it is just about that little thread of, of running through and, and helping people in 
uh, however I can and, and whether that's connecting people or just chatting to them or making them feel better or giving them an idea or you know people actually say to me you know oh Bev are you around and I say yeah five ten minutes you okay and they're like no I need a Bev moment <laughs> <laughs> okay you can have a Bev moment if you like and you know it might be just a 10 minute chat but they're like, oh, I feel so much clearer. I knew I would. I just knew that, you know, you would put it in perspective or just And I, sometimes I don't even know what I said. It's just one of those little things. Um, and then people who come. I mean, I've got some clients. Um, it's my 10 year business anniversary last weekend. And um, oh, I had this lovely, amazing bouquet of sunflowers because that's my logo from one of my clients. And she's been with me since the start. She came to one of my first workshops. And she's still a client today. She's still a member of stuff today. So, you know, I think, and I'm proud of that. I'm really proud that she feels she wants to stay and, and we get the support. And they have a thing called Bev's Notebook. So they kind of come in armed with their notebook. And it's every note that they, that, you know, people have come to workshops years after years after year. They come in or they have another session or something, coaching session. They just come with their notebook and they're like, look, Bev's Notebook. So you'll have to uh, create a line now of where there's a notebook where there's a diary so you have to yeah well actually you call it Bev's notebook yeah have you I mean obviously uh, you're both quite um, active should we say on on social media so one of the things that I'm starting is obviously this is part of it today is podcasting so have you thought yeah. about doing that um I have thought about doing it um for those that know me and you know me like technology and I are just not compatible really right. you know I just don't I don't understand it I try I do try um but I would struggle with all the technical side of it however there are people that will help me you know there are people out there that say oh you know well I'd help you set it up and everything and I have thought about it um I have these ideas I mean I have this um because I do quite a lot of stuff with Newport City Radio yeah so we're in talks, actually, because just over the um, pandemic, I've been doing, um, I did a course of six podcasts with them, just two minute slots to go on their yeah. kind of show. And um, we're in talks to be doing a series. And the series was supposed to be called Living With. So it would be living with dementia, living with mental health, living with an addiction, living with multiple sclerosis living with whatever yeah. yeah and people would come in and I would interview them and we would talk about what it's like to live with whatever it is well then that Ross Kemp off the telly went and did a series on telly called <laughs> living with I was furious I yeah. was like that's I my title you pinched it <laughs> copyrights it was I should have copyrighted it but um yeah so that's kind of been done now um but it was done by Ross Kemp so I'm sure mine wouldn't be quite as high profile as that but that was that was an idea that I had. Um, so, yeah, I think podcasting in the future is certainly something that I will do. Um, my second book is in the pro. Well, I say my second book. I've probably written about I don't know, five e-books, five, six e-books um, of which people now are going. Have you ever going to sell these? What are you going to do with them? So they are going up for sale. They're, I've just been handing them out and giving them out and stuff. And people are like, this is crazy because I've got um, I mean, they basically are seven. The seven signs you're not coping, seven tips to avoid burnout, um, financial well-being, and it's linked to mental health, bullying, and it's linked to mental health. Um, I'm just writing in the process of writing one called um, Stop the Stress and Grow Your Business. Um, so that's the big one that's going out now soon. Um, obviously, my title, Made It Through the Rain, was published in 2012. Um, so I want to do another published book, if that makes sense. So they're all ebooks. I want to do another published book, which will basically catalogue or chronicle, I should say, probably chronicle the word, um, my last 10 years of what happened from that point on um, and how I've grown and how I've grown the business and the lessons I've learned along the way, um, you know, how I got myself out of debt, how I discovered, you know, my mindset was everything. Um, I don't know whatever so you you'll have to send me the links because i'll put those links in the show notes so right uh, okay yeah join up on uh, jamie's uh website so as soon as they're up right, um, okay. i will send you the links and you've got them then all right. as well so and i'll send you the link for the membership stuff as well in case people yeah good we put we'll put them all on the show notes so yeah because the podcast in theory is about money but it's not just about money 
a couple of questions here which I like to ask my guests. So uh-huh. the first one is what was your worst financial decision? Well, probably we go back a way, way, way long time ago. And my worst financial decision was I moved to London when I was 23. Um, I was supposed to go and live with my cousin, but it never turned out. She decided she didn't want to share a flat. So I sat in a cafe, having got off the train, knowing that I was going to start a job on a Monday. Now, bear in mind back then, I was on a salary in Wales of £5,000. So we're talking 1986. Yeah. Yeah. So give my age away there, but I don't actually care um, about my age. But in 1986, I was on £5,000 in Newport. My salary went up overnight when I moved to a job in London to twelve thousand pound. Okay, massive. Now that's quite a lot of money. Even yeah. today, there are I know people who are on twelve thousand pounds, and I'm like, yeah. God, really? I was, and I didn't appreciate it. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand money, and I didn't appreciate it. So at that point, I was thinking, I've got to get a flat. I've got to get somewhere to live. And I went to view. I was looking at the standard, and there was flats in there for sale. And I thought, oh, maybe I could buy a flat in my little wisdom that I thought at the time. And I went to visit a flat that was for sale in Sussex Gardens in Paddington for £19,000. Okay. Today, I don't know, it's at least probably two million. Yeah, certainly in excess of a million. <laughs> yeah, certainly in excess of a million. Um, and I could have got it for 19000 and my salary was 12000 So I'm sure I would have got a mortgage. Um so is and it... I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I that is my one big thing. And that's not because today I think, oh, my God, I'd be a millionaire. I probably would have spent the million or, in my case, given it away, Tony, to yeah. be totally honest, because I'm a great giver. So I probably would have been given away. But, you know, it is those little things um, that you think, ah, I should have done that. I got made redundant in 1995, somewhere around there. And I had a £6,000 redundancy package. And somebody said to me, oh, you should buy some shares in Next. I was like, yeah, because I used to buy all my clothes from Next. I'll do a little bit, but I should have bought shares in Next. And I didn't. And I wish I'd taken £1,000 and put it into Next shares, because at that point, there was something like a penny. I think today there's something like £4 something. So yeah. Yeah, when my accountant worked that out, I was like, don't even tell me, because I don't want to know. I so, yeah, made a few. I find a wonderful thing. So. It is absolutely. I think Tesla yeah. shares would be a good example in today's terms. So. Yeah, well, and Amazon, and really, Amazon, yeah, everything. all the uh, all the ones, yeah, Facebook, all of them. So, but my cousin, get this, my cousin works for Amazon in the states. He's the head of marketing for like <laughs> blinking whatever that Alexa thing. I said, why didn't you tell me before the pandemic what was going to happen? In, insider trading, you can't do that. Inside I know that's what they said. They couldn't have told you anywhere. I was like. Oh, could have hinted <laughs> all right well you've told me about your worst one so what's the problem decision what's the best advice that you've had in terms of money um well a couple of years ago as i was starting to pull myself back around because like i said i went into debt and all that sort of stuff um when i came out of my corporate job um and i got really scared of money yeah. You know, I was fearful of money. I was scared of money. And if one sense of purpose, I hated money. I was like, I hate you. You're never here when I need you. I haven't got any money. And I really fought with that for a long, long time. And then I joined um, a local membership group. And it's where I met you. Um, yes. I remember sitting at, do you know, what? I remember when we meet. I don't know whether you remember this. But we sat on the same table at this conference, conference thing, was it a seminar? Yeah. And I'd forgotten my glasses. Can you remember? I do, yes. You said it actually by the side of me, yeah. Uh, and I forgot my glasses. So I spent the whole day, like posh spice, wearing my sunglasses because they were prescription sunglasses. And I had to wear them inside to see the presentation on the screen. I was like, oh, it's just a nightmare. And so that was the first time I met you. But I remember saying to you then, oh, I might need your help in a couple of years because I have pensions and things coming out. And I think possibly over the years, the best piece the best thing I ever did, and this was my father's advice, always get your company pension and keep yeah. your company pension. And I had an excellent Kodak com- company pension when I worked for them. And I've got a railway pension, which is due out, as you know, in a couple of years. So 
when that was all kind of coming to fruition, um, obviously I sat down with yourself and we had a good chat about that and you gave me the most amazing advice and I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm still grateful today because it meant that I could take my pension out and I could take some of that money, you know, a lump sum of it because I got to a certain age at 55, I think, and I could take a lump sum of it and I managed to clear the remaining debts. I didn't have a lot of debts really, not compared to a lot of people, um, but I did manage to clear them. Um, and then on the back of that, I was advised, you know, I was one of these people, I'm never having another credit card, I'm never doing this, I'm never doing that. But, you know, on your advice and, and being part of the group, I was advised that, you know, get a credit card. Yeah, and start to build it and start yeah. to understand how credit can work for you, not the other way around. You know, don't go over the board with it. Don't spend, 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 but spend enough, pay it off, yeah. spend enough, pay it off. And I tell you what, my credit rec well, my credit rating has completely changed in a matter of two to three years. It was gone from like really poor, really bad. Um, and once I started getting the cards and doing that method, it just really kind of kicked it off. And now I've got, you know, I've got an excellent credit record, which is all due to meeting you and meeting and being part of something that that really helped advise me and pointed me in the right direction. So So what is your relationship with money like these days? Now money's my best friend. I love money. Um, and I say to people, you know, when you think about money, if you can think of money as your best friend, which is what I do now. If you were telling your best friend that you hated them and you never they were never there for you and everything was a nightmare and they were causing you grief, do you think that best friend would stay around? Yeah. <laughs> of course they wouldn't. So why would money stay around if you were treating it like that? If you treat it with love and you say, you know, I love money and it's really helpful and it helps me pay my bills and I've always got enough and I'm grateful for every penny that comes in and I save, you know, but I spend as well and, and really build a relationship with money. Money will work for you in ways that you've never contemplated before. It, it's just amazing how it all turns around. So now money is my best friend. Good. I think that's my experience when I'm dealing with a lot of people is that some people are afraid of money uh, and yeah. as a result of that uh, bury their heads. Yeah. Um, but I think with you know, some simple steps, maybe a bit of guidance from somebody like myself or, or other people, mm. uh, then a bit of education as well. And you can transform totally the relationship that you have and it can actually change your life. And obviously it does. I mean, it's changed my life. Totally now. I can go and get tires on my car without thinking, oh my God, that's a hundred pounds. Where am I going to get that hundred pounds from? You know, I'm not scared to go to the garage to get my car fixed, for instance, now, or, you know, if I want, whatever. I'm not saying I can buy everything I want because yeah. I'm yeah. getting to get my Mercedes soon. But, you know, there is that ability to not worry. You know, if I go into a shop, I'm not kind of always having to buy the kind of bargain food. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. sort of thing. Or buying the cheapest thing on the menu. Um, and that's not to say I have a lot of money. It's not. But it's it's about being comfortable and having that ability to know that whatever you pay out, you will get back in. You know, it will come back in and it will come in back in different ways. So yeah, that's the whole yeah. multiple, sorry, multiple streams of income, which we talked about. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think it's not about having huge amounts of money. You don't need huge amounts of money. You need enough money to have uh, a good life, enjoy the things that you do, yeah. uh, be able to pay the bills, etc. So it's, um, you know, it's it's really depends what your expectations are. But it's being financially secure, isn't it? I and think having financial freedom yeah. to do what you want to do. You know, Mike and I are not big holiday people you know we'd rather just go down to Bournemouth or Brighton and you know find a little kind of place to stay yeah. and, and you know I'm not about going to Mauritius every year or I've got to go off on that big holiday or you know it's never been part of what what I am or what he is and and so you know we're really lucky I guess in that way not to to crave that. I think your sort of ex expectations or what you want out of life does change as, you, as we mm. get older anyway. So I think simpler things become more important. But yeah, uh, I've got one last question for you, which is my favourite question. Okay. So again, uh, because obviously my branding is TTUL, so my question for you is, what does wealth mean to you? Um, wealth for me is the happiness and the health of everyone that I'm close to. Um, you know, Yes, money is part of that wealth. Um, 
but for me it's about my family my friends I'm so rich I'm a, you know I say to people I am a multi-millionaire when it comes to my life really honestly I am I've got the most amazing family the most amazing friends I'm so fortunate that you know I've got good health my family have got good health we're able to do the things we want to do. We're very close as a family and I clamp myself very lucky and very rich in that. I'm able to run my business. I mean, so there's loads of things that I I feel content and very rich um, as a result, really. Um, money is a bonus in my life. It, it doesn't make me rich. It's a bonus that comes yeah. with what I do. But yeah, wealth to me is much more around good health and, and having the ability to, to be there and have others around me that, that, you know, that's safe, that security, all of those things. So. I think I've a few people this now. And again, for me, it's very similar. It's, it's that balance. You need to have it mm. in all aspects of your life. Absolutely. One of them, it's the happiness, it's relationships. It, mm-hmm. uh, it's whatever makes you happy at the end of the yeah. day. So. Yeah. Bev, so if, um, again, we just come to an end now. So mm-hmm. if people um, want to find you... Yeah. Uh, how do they find you? Um, you can find me on all social media platforms, um, either as Beverly Jones um, by my name, so like LinkedIn and places like that, um, or as the Awaken Business Club um, on Facebook, and then Awaken Coach on kind of Instagram, Twitter, those sorts of things. So I'm either Awaken Coach or Beverly Jones. You'll find me somewhere. Um, and then I've got the websites as well. So you can either get me on um, www.awakencoaching.co.uk um, or there is a beverlyjones.co.uk site as well, which is my speaker and author site. Um, so you can find me through any of those things, really. Just put in Beverly Jones author or whatever. I'm sure I'll come. And I don't because there is another Beverly Jones in Wales. It's an author. Is it all right? Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, so find um, that out later. Just to just to, just to have a look. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's thrillers. I think. I'm not sure which is West Wales. Um, so yeah, if you just put Beverly Jones Awaken, that's usually what what comes up. Right. So you'll find all these. I put all these links in the show notes, so people will be able to find those uh, very easily. So yeah. Bev, I've really enjoyed today, and I've been Thank fascinated you. about uh, your story. I think it's given certainly me lots to think about, and hopefully the listeners as well. So, again, a great uh, deal of thanks for you to uh, for joining me today, and um, thank you for, until next time. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me along. Been a, been a pleasure. Been great to chat to you. All right. Take care. Thank okay. you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk or my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how? You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.